It's another episode of MFIT Radio. I am just thrilled to be here. I hope you are having a fantastic Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever day of the week it is. I am Emily Schramm, and I am just so in love with podcasting because it's an excuse to talk to people who I find so fascinating and who are so important in my life. And today is no exception. Uh, Mark Drobnik is my guest today, and he is magic hand slash body worker slash the smartest man about the body I know. <laughs> uh, I think you're going to love him because he's just a great person and knows so much. And so I just wanted to bring him on to talk about the body, to talk about um, how it works, a lot about back pain. We really get into back pain and why yoga is maybe not the best for people that maybe struggle with back pain. And, um, I think you're going to really like it. So hope you enjoy. I have a brand new challenge that launched on Monday. So if you are new to me or new to this podcast, I run these 21 day challenges. They're $21 for meal plans and videos and guests and just a really great, you know, collaboration of everything that I love all in one place. And my superheroes, they launched on Monday. So we're cutting sugar and we're cutting alcohol and we're just kind of, you know, getting, getting a little bit of a detox in the middle of summer. And I'm so proud of them so far. So this is day three for them and it is not too late to join. So if you, even if you don't want to go all in, but you need some new workouts, you need maybe a low inflammation or healing diet, I got you covered. Just go to my website, emilysham.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. I send weekly newsletters, not only on emilystrom.com, but for my MPAC. So weekly workouts that you can do anywhere, anytime, and nutrition tidbits, recipes, the whole nine yards. Uh, I'm just always writing. I'm always blogging. I'm always learning. And basically, I love my job. <laughs> so thank you for supporting and being a part of the MFIT community. And that sound, I don't know if you can hear it, is the sound of my grass-fed beef ready to turn over. So enjoy the podcast. I'll see you next week. And <laughs> Fit Radio. I love when I get people in Denver that I've known forever and who are experts in their field to come on my podcast. And that's what today is because I have my favorite person who knows more about the body than anybody I know. Has a lot of people told you that? Yeah, they definitely hear that a lot. You know so much, and I'm just so stoked that you are able to come and talk about, I mean, we just were thinking like, you know, we could talk about anything from back pain to shoulder pain to why yoga mm -hmm. might be doing more harm than good. <laughs> um, but this is Mark. Mark, um, how did you get into body work? Oh, gosh. Uh, I was a runner a long time ago. Not a runner anymore, but I was a runner probably 20 years ago, actually, and had a lot of hamstring pain and quad pain, and I received a, my first massage, and it helped so much that I kind of always knew that I wanted to, to do that. Mm -hmm. Little did I know I would um, get into it, and then it's become a passion for sure now. Yeah. And I think that with you, I mean, the reason I wanted to talk to you first and foremost, not just to teach people about their body. But like anybody that's so good at what they do, they have this constant desire to learn. And I think that's why I'm so, I, anyone that has body pain, I'm like, just go see Mark because you aren't just like, yes, I can fix people. You're just always pushing and always learning and always learn. I mean, it's just really cool. So for you, when you first got into it, like what was your first step in realizing this is a profession? Um, I guess... When I first, when when you help your first person, mm. you know, someone comes in with shoulder pain, and you're, you know, through what you've learned in school, you're able to even a little bit at the beginning, you're able to make someone feel better. It's a pretty rewarding feeling, and um, yeah, it's a super uh, rewarding feeling. It's it's a, it's a thankful profession that I've chosen for sure. I think we bonded the first time you made me cry. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> That happens a bit. Not with you <laughs> particularly, but it happens quite a bit. Because yeah. the, the word massage is not what we should say. Yeah. What do you call this? The, um, the work I, you do? 
it's body work. I don't, you know, when people ask me what I do. I just it's hard for me to say. Uh, I mean, I have lots of certifications and qualifications, and, and um, but I, I fix people, and I don't fix you know not everyone obviously, but uh, but a lot of people I've, I've helped. And so, what do I do? I yeah, I'm a I'm an advanced structural integration practitioner, which is kind of a postural fascial work. I have um, you know licensed massage therapist. Study with Stuart McGill, low back pain uh, specialist. Oh gosh! So what do I do? I, I fix people. How all of those things combined, and I'm able to throw out a big net and, and help a lot of people. I, and it's including, just yeah, yeah, including me for sure. Which I need to come in and see. <laughs> um, can you explain fascia a little bit and how that works and how it's so much more than just like tissue fibers and tight muscles? Yeah, I would um, love to get a good visual because I think even I sometimes have a hard time. Understanding how connected shoulders to ankle and yeah. et cetera. So we're we're so we're all we're everything is connected. Um, some things are really really connected, but uh, we are uh, you know your shoulder is connected to your foot through a, a couple layers down. So you got a fat layer, or I'm sorry, you got a, your skin layer, the fat layer, and then you have this one. It's a onesie essentially. So if you were to take that, it's called the fascia profundus, mm. the out you know, profundus the, the profundus, the outermost part of the fascia. Um, and it's that's a onesie that covers up your muscles, and all those muscles have fascia packs, uh, even the muscle fibers. So, um, you know, I studied with Tom Myers and, and, uh, for several years now, and, and I've dissected fascia. And you can actually take uh, just an incision at the bottom of your foot and keep following it up in through the calf, in through the gastrocnemius, the calf, you know, the hamstring group, all the way into the. Uh, uh, be your sit bone yeah and that'll run through your sacral fascia into your back muscles your erectors all the way up to the top of your head mm-hmm. so you can actually uh, and that's that can be dissected out in one sheet I seen mean, it done that's amazing yeah. and that i'm gonna yeah. go to that with you in february oh yeah, yeah it's that's <laughs> that is some of the most profound um, continuing that that i've ever taken and explain yeah. what it is a little bit. oh i i um they offer a fascial dissection or a dissection course and it's usually about 30 people and maybe seven donors so you group up and then you you dissect you start at the skin and then go all the way down into the organs into the bones i've actually dissected discs out and pituitary glands it's amazing so instead of looking at a book and idealizing what's going on or you, you realize it. I mean, it's you, your hands become your hands and eyes become that much more, uh, that and, much more receptive and in tune to it. Cause like, oh. I think with me and my work, like, of course I want to see the body, but you even said this, like when I'm talking about pancreas and gut health, which I do all the time, it's mm-hmm. like, what if I could visualize? I think that's, that's so crazy. It's, you, oh yeah, my it's God, no what longer. Is, what does a pituitary look like? It looks like, well, the, the, the uh, the optic nerve is over it. And it looks like uh, just a little pea? kind of like like a little pea, but it has two little shoots at the one I dissect anyway. Uh-huh. But the, the crazy part was the optic nerve is over the top of it. And that looks like a flying squirrel just landed on top of this and it's, and it's blocking it. So when people have pituitary problems, a lot of times they'll have visual problems. Uh-huh. I was explaining to me. But uh but yeah, it looks like a little a little pea but with some ridges. But does so much. I mean that little pea does that much is it's insane how much it does. What, what do you think was the most surprising? Like, you've done these a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. What's Three like, times. I think, you know, I've picked up a couple just from when I do sessions with you of uh-huh. new things. <laughs> Griff's saying hi. Um, what do you, like, what has surprised you? Because you've worked with the body for so long. Mm-hmm. When you actually saw it and dissected it, was there anything that was, like, so unexpected? How big the bones are. Really? You see these skeletons and, and, you know, there's different sizes of people and, and there's, you know, from you know, small, you know, thin donors, but the bones are huge <laughs> uh, compared to the skeletons that you see. Yeah, you know, at the, I guess the, you're right. They're yeah. all pretty little. Yeah, they're, they're all people. small, and uh, but they're nothing like that. Um, let's see what else. Oh gosh, how much? You know, I think this is a pretty common thing, but how much fat is in the in the body? Huh. You know, I had a, a donor once that was pretty. Um, he was a thin guy, muscular kind of guy, but you know, they're usually a little older. So it was. In, you know, not sure of the age, but but the amount of fat that was on this ripped guy's arms. I mean, 
you, you spend a lot of time going through that fat layer for sure before you get to the fascial layer and then yeah. you dive in. And most of the time is spent is spent um, you know part getting some of the fat off so you can get into the deeper tissues. I do think it's kind of it's really hard to get an accurate body fat testing. Like I think decks, I people have no idea because they assume I think a certain number, like below 20% or whatever it is, but I think it's a lot higher than people realize. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all around the organs. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what's cool, oh, here's a cool thing is when, you know, when there's an important spot, like say your femoral artery and your groin underneath yeah. your arm, there's a lot more, or in your neck, where there's a lot of arteries and veins and nerves that come out, there's a lot more fat there to protect it, huh. which is, you know, you start getting here, God, why can't I get all this? You know, so you're dissecting underneath the arm and the axilla. Armpit, yeah, and you're that's like you're like I can't get to the to anything because you're going through all the fat to protect it. It's just keep knows. it warm, and yeah, just it's amazing. Yeah, and I remember when. So the reason you made me cry was my psoas, <laughs> and I just I had no idea that the psoas was that painful until I saw Mark. It just destroyed me. I just was like doing Lamath breathing. Like I could not even. I thought I was in labor. It was so painful. But th- you talked about how there's like a sheath over your abdominals, mm-hmm. and it's like iridescent. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh the. Um, I don't know why that stuck out to me. Maybe, I always yeah, visualize that. Uh, I mean, there's. Oh yeah. I mean, well, it's like the abdominal sheath, and then oh, so if you when you dissect down through the. Uh, through the abdominals, after that, it becomes this iridescent bag. The exactly what they call that but it surrounds the organs and so you have to get through that so when you go to a dissection or if you're you know somebody has pain or something a client of yours or yeah um you can visualize that too i mean it's it's this like hard ball and that actually if you poke that that's when the kind of smell comes out but you have to get through oh that to work into the psoas <laughs> if they smell oh God. <laughs> well, does, I mean, I guess they all would at some point. Um, depends on. Oh, I think. You know, some of them really stinky. Now, I've been to a, 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 I've been to an untreated dissection, and I've also been to the, to the. Uh, I've never seen a dead person, so I don't know it's how I'm intense. gonna handle this. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing more. Uh, there's there's nothing normal. I mean, to me, there's nothing normal. It's uh, purely educational. You purely educational, and they're. That. they're it's you're there's a person there yeah you know and, and you're and it's fascinating that they donated their body to that they were like i want to do, do these people have because for me mm-hmm. if i die of you know i'm not putting this in the universe mm-hmm. universe but <laughs> like if i was to die of alzheimer's or something like it, i would want people to understand yeah, that and i just yeah. have such respect oh, we're, for, i mean the way these are done it's so uh, respectful that is so the guy cool. who runs it todd he's it's the, it's so respectful it's mm-hmm. There's a, you know, it's, it's not just science. There is some acknowledgement of, you know, the great, you know, being grateful toward these people that, that, uh, that did offer up their, Man. their bodies for a study. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, I definitely want to try to do yeah, that in February. February yeah. It, yeah. It's either going to be a hit or miss. I mean, yeah. they're going to be all in yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to not know how to do it. But oh, it's, it's, it's there's just, you just get a, I mean, they don't really teach you how to do it either. It's kind yeah. of, there it is. Maybe a little tutorial, like a two minute tutorial. Just go. And then it's. The dreams you have <laughs> that, that night yeah. are pretty because there's, there's nothing to prepare you for that. No, um, but you've learned a lot from that. What oh a, man, what you have I, to go. You, yeah, you have to go. I mean, it is. It, it's a it's a game changer. And I think changer. when people ask me, like you know, obviously I'm so I will. God, I hope in ten years I'm seventy times smarter than I am mm-hmm. right now. But from what you've experienced so far in your education, what has I know it's all a kind of a accumulation of things. Yeah. What do you think has been another really great program for you or like something that really, I just, I think a lot of people, they think massage or they think um, chiropractic and it's just way more integrative than mm-hmm. people realize. Yeah. And I think what you do is so full body. I, I just, I don't know if there's like a program or even a book or I mean, is there any other top? Um, you know, the uh, Tom Myers Anatomy Trains book a really really good place to start okay um because that just shows the connections mm. the foot you know to the back of the head the front of the foot to the up the SCN out to the front of the head the inside how the core muscles the arm lines it's that's the fascial you know handbook to be honest with you okay and, uh that I would definitely start there now he's really a floral kind of writer so I when I was reading the book I had trouble with them when I studied with him 
I got where he was coming from, and then I, then I flew through it. Got it. Okay. Uh, but that's that's a good place to start. Um, gosh, you know, any kind of any person that works with the body or those dissections are amazing. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. That's it. So, gosh, I don't know where to start. Right. You know. I like that book. I'll reference yeah. that book for sure. Yeah. With um, with you when you are working with a client. You mm-hmm. first look at their structure and how they're mm-hmm. standing. Yeah. For me, you always see my traps. Uh-huh. They are a little aggressive. Yeah. Um, but what yeah. what do you, how do you piece together like what you need? Is it all just by touch or what can, can you see what people are needing just by looking at them? Yeah. You know, the assessment starts right away. Even if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, just how, how they're sitting is one way to do it. And yeah, you can tell when somebody's, it's, you can tell when somebody's, traps are a little bit raised up in relation to other parts probably mm-hmm. um uh you can see you know shifts in their pelvis rotations in their pelvis and you pick up on that and you talk mm-hmm. about this a lot you can really tell when someone's in pain with their back oh yeah the way they walk yeah oh yeah it's usually a little sometimes you'll oh my gosh sometimes you'll see people come in and they you think that they have scoliosis because they're trying to somehow get around a discogenic pain but they're they're really just compensating for a disc bulge. How many of your clients have back issues? I get called all the time. Um, the interesting thing is, if it's if it's acute, um, with my hands, it's more about the seeing and more about the all the nerding out I've been doing all over the years that that really helps. Yeah. Hands when they come in with back pain, I might work on their hips a little bit, or I might work on you know shoulders, knees, something like that. But uh, as, as far as hands-on stuff, um, but I, because it's really about their strategy that they've that they've acquired through life that has caused the back pain and trying to get that to change is so, that's, that's like learning a different language. But it it's so valuable that it can change back pain. Like it's, what are is can we maybe talk through some of that? Some of those strategies because with you the flexion yeah. and extension are so uh-huh. so key because yeah. we're. We, I think a lot of us, you always talk about this. When I was doing, having some back pain issues, it was like, how are you sitting? Are you mm-hmm. putting any, like, I think maybe just starting with someone that sits all the time. Sure. How do we prevent them from getting into that paradigm of back pain? Um. Well, if you, if say you are sitting for 20 minutes, the, the ligaments and, and the structure around the back, say, you, say you're leaning over on a computer. Um, My life. Which we often, <laughs> we often do, yeah. My life right so, now. Yeah, and it's in, in people. Uh, so the the back part of the ligament, you know, the back. Basically, your back is staying in a stretched position, so it can only do that for so long. And it's it's it can become tight, but it's tightening to brace from you falling forward so more. So flexion is stretched. Flexion flexion is the back is stretched. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's usually what you see, and usually, uh, oftentimes. People come into my office with that kind of problem, a flexion intolerance of so flexing down, reaching down, sometimes um, getting out of a car or something like that is also a flexion intolerant problem because they, they extend it, but it's the ligaments in the back are stuck in flexion. Uh, sorry, I'm nerding out. On no, this. this is what we want. This is it. <laughs> this, is, this is why you're here, Mark. <laughs> uh, so you see them um, sitting in that position, which is really funny. Yeah. And I see these people that buy these really fancy chairs that have these great lumbar supports yeah but they they'll lean forward and then lean back into it or not really lean back into it. there's a reason why we have chairs it's for our legs because we get tired but nobody seems to relax their back honestly to, to relax your back is kind of like you're like, like you're driving a car you're, yeah you're like you're smoking a cigar <laughs> you're kind of like riding dirty right like it's yeah yeah you're leaning back and it takes the pressure off the and oftentimes someone's just standing up and you can feel the tension in the back and it's as simple as rolling their thumbs up to the ceiling your chest will come up and the, the tension will go away and that's where you want to that's where you want to move from it's from the neutral a neutral position doing anything you move the neutral position then you brace it and then you move from there with you know, distally from your shoulders and hips because i visualize like when i talk to people about okay Back pain, I see it this way from a personal trainer side. Mm-hmm. So this is why I love this different side of it because I see you're sitting all the time. Hip flexors are now tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> glutes turn off and now the back is taking, it's in a way, it's stretched it in a way. It can't really extend. Yeah. Because it's, um, 
because um, everything else, like you said, everything else, you know, ankles can cause that, you know, picking something up off the floor, if your ankles, you know, kinetic chain wise, you know, your ankles don't have a lot of mobility and it's going to be tougher for you to not have to bend your back. This is what I hear all the time. I have tight hamstrings. Or I have tight hamstrings. Yeah. Not gender specific, but. <laughs> <laughs> all tight hamstrings. All, everybody, I, I don't really understand what, um, where this came from that we have to have these loose hamstrings. But what I see is, and I was one of them, is I feel like I have to have these Lim- limber hamstrings. <laughs> all that does is actually it takes a spring and unsprings it. But anyway, that's, that's a whole other thing. But, but what, what I see so is So the hamstrings time, should always be somewhat loaded? Not loaded, but they don't. They're what fine. happens is, is people get into this thing. This is common. I see this all the time. Yeah. Uh, um, I need to have shorter hand. I, my hamstrings are tight, so it must be what's causing my back pain. Well, if you watch somebody try to stretch their hamstrings with, say, a straight leg, <laughs> where does it go to? The back. Into your back. Yeah. And so they're doing this constantly in yoga. They're it's like, what? It, in the yoga teachers oftentimes say bend your knees, but nobody bends them far enough to to not have that flexed back. And then you have that flexed back, and you go into extension. You go. Yeah, this isn't any yoga practice or something, but there's... So what's the... Is, if you're always in flexion, like, uh-huh. so for me, my intuitive is like, okay, do the opposite of that. Right. Or, but then that's... Then the extent, too much extension yeah. is... So you want to find neutral. You just have to find the quiet zone. And extension would be like Superman's or like, a, I mean, not like an action, yeah. but like over... Sometimes, yeah. standing Superman or yeah, something. Yeah, so you want to... Um, the ideal... The ideal way to, to is to find the quietness in the back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a little bit of extension. Every once in a while, it's a little flexion. I've only seen that a few times. I mean, granted, I haven't worked on everybody yeah. in the inverse, but um, is to find the space where it's quiet, and then you brace around that. So it's a, so somebody's standing up, and you feel their back, and you feel these tight muscles. And Usually all, erectors? Erectors, yeah, you feel okay. the erectors. Erectors in the lats, actually. Okay. The lats come through there. They make this... The fascia, when you go to the dissection, you'll be able to see the, the beautiful architecture of the lats, how they come into the thoracolumbar fascia and into the sacrum. So it's, it's by engaging the lats, you're actually bracing the back. Ah, that's why you feel so good when you bench press, even with an arch Maybe, back. yeah, maybe, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's stiffening huh. that spot. You want to have that, especially heavier loads. Honestly, heavier loads, stretching doesn't matter. That should be a, uh, a stable structure. It's when you when you find that neutral spot in your back. So anyway, so you're standing up. Mm-hmm. Somebody is standing up. I feel tension in the back. They, all they do is lift their thumbs up, like they're going to pour a beer out the back of their. Oh, so they're going to pour a beer behind you. Reverse. But your hands are to the side. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you pour a beer out behind wine, whatever. You don't want to drink that long. <laughs> Gluten free beer. Right? <laughs> Challenges. Uh, no beer. And uh, <laughs> and you can actually feel the erector shut off. And then they're quiet. They're neutral. Oh, wow. From that spot is is then uh, you get an opportunity to brace the spine in neutral. And, you know, oftentimes uh, cores are trained with someone, uh, cores are trained with a kind of a tucking of the abdomen, which actually causes more flexion mm-hmm. or tucking of the abs. Um, and there's no other way to put this, but... Well, there's another word for it. So if you've ever heard like uh, tennis players go, Ugh! yeah, Ugh! they're actually stabilizing their their back when they do it because they keep this, they keep their uh, they keep their abdomen stiff, and then they can move from here with no problem. So because that's where the power comes from, the distally wicked. So if they keep obliques tight, they're able to stay. It's obliques, transverse abdominis. Your erectors actually engage. Well, it's kind of next to your erectors because mm-hmm. you'll see go to that section where the transverse abdominis. All, the obliques actually cross it. This I'm talking about the back. Right? Yeah, they cross into the um, they cross into the, the they basically attach into the QL, but above it, kind of, and it, and so when you are able to brace, which bracing this is what I was getting to, is essentially pushing out far. Oh shit! And really, to find your <laughs> to find a really good stable back or to find a really good uh, abdominal brace is what I call yeah. It, is all you have to do is put your hands right above your hips pushing inside and push your hands out that's 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 oh, bracing wow. and so all of that that you just did yeah uh it braced it braced your spine it, it uh, fired your transverse abdominus it fired your obliques it actually fired your rectus abdominis. does it take pressure off the spine well it, well, it, it braces the spine it actually does compress it a little bit okay 
to, to stabilize it, but it to take the pressure off the spine, you have to find the neutral part, and then then you brace it from there. I'm so instead of bracing that. from yeah, before you leave, I'll video yeah, that because yeah. it's such a good cue because yeah. you can really feel everything. Yeah, tighten and up. Another cue is like you're going. <laughs> but, but I will say this: yeah. I work on a lot of um, uh, pro level mountain bikers. The ones that this is my experience. Um, I've worked on a lot. The, the ones that are more endurance um, inclined have the back pain. Not the ones that are hitting the bumps because you almost You're intuitively so engage there. Uh, now, they could be engaged in an inflection or something like that, but the ones that chug away for, for um, are road biking, same thing. How do you avoid, for my bikers out there, how do you avoid that almost naturally occurring anterior pelvic tilt? So where that uh, when you're on a bike all the time? Um, it's, it's hard. You yeah. get a fit, good fit, bending at the elbows. So you're getting, so you're getting more of a, uh, hip flexion rather than a spinal flexion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's hard. That's, it, it's to each person. Yeah. It's, you know, watch each person sit on their bike with their fit. Uh, and I'm no fit expert. Don't get me wrong, but I can, you can tell. If I can tell. Yeah. And what would it be? I mean, if it's too, I guess I don't, it just would depend on torso length and leg length. Yeah, really. it's all, yeah, everybody's different. Yeah. When someone comes in for a back, uh, say a low back pain problem, it takes a long time. I have to ask questions. Mm-hmm. What, how did it hurt? An hour of the 90 minute session is me. Doing, oh, Investigating. Yeah, oh yeah, it's constant. It's mm-hmm. a hypothesis. Start out this way. Sometimes it goes further away from my hypothesis, but, you know. Depending on the person, but I've had professional lacrosse players that could that I've had to teach corrective exercises on the wall. They could not even get on the floor, and then I've had other people come in. So they range it ranges. Yeah, yeah. And your correctional exercises, so mm-hmm. it's obviously not the opposite of flexion, but it's just trying to teach finding you your neutral, finding your neutral, finding your neutral. Do you have a program called that? <laughs> you should. That's well, really I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, an ebook soon. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Well, yeah. finding your neutral. What are some? Let's. What are some of your like top finding your neutral tricks? Tricks. Yeah. Um, kind of cat camel. Okay. However, I don't call them cat camel. I call them kitten calf <laughs> because there's there's no um, need to go. There's not really any need to go forward, especially people with back pain. People don't have back pain. You uh, you can take them all the way up to the top, all the way down. Um, with the uh, with the cat cow arching the back, rounding the back, kind of thing. Usually, what I and then I put your hands on there, and usually what I found is people go all the way into calf or cow, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then they relax it. Boom, that's neutral. A lot of times, what they'll say is, "I feel like my back is so arched," but it's really neutral. So not aware of. Yeah, it's and it's a new it's a new feeling. You know, start doing some some of the corrective exercises, and it is. It's so odd to start to do them, but once you get to do them, once someone can really get used to it and start speaking that language of better strategies, when you do the other strategy, it feels weird. That's when you know you like. That's when you know you kind of change, incorporated it. Change yeah. the movement patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you? Because just to go back to the you do the uh, kitten kitten uh-huh. calf versus cat cow. Uh-huh. Can you hurt? Because I've had this happen where somebody, it might have just been the yeah. whole yoga class, up, but I had a client where it was way too much cat, way too much cow, uh-huh. and that's what they said was the reason for their back pain. Guess what that is? Flexion, extension. And it was just too Flexion, much. Just too much. And, it, you know, some people might be able to get away with it. People who have, uh, who have back pain, or eventually, maybe not everybody, um, I shouldn't say eventually, it's often that flexion extension is what causes a, it's an injury mechanism. So it's um, it's very likely to happen. So why the so yeah, no, that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's true. So yeah. with yoga, with yoga practices, and not, not to you guys know my thoughts on yoga, and I'm working on it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, with yoga practices, like what are things you know? If someone's into yoga, is it because do back injuries maybe occur a little bit with yoga because? Well, it's and it's like so, it's oftentimes the thing that makes the pain go away for a little bit. Uh, because it becomes a, a little bit of a drug, especially, and this was me. Yeah. I, the only you thing that would make it. me feel, I still go, but I don't do anything they say. I like the heat <laughs> and I pay for it. And, you know, so I go and it's close to my, there's a bunch of them close to my office. So, um, so 
uh, I kind of do my own thing. But that's how Wade is too. Yeah. Wade will just sit yeah. and do his own thing. Yeah, I mean, I just huh. I know what can cause an injury mechanism. Um, so, like, can you maybe for somebody that has no clue, can we maybe do like a couple things that it's oh. like a warning sign? I know that's. I hard. mean, a typical yoga class. Yeah. I mean, the ones I go to. I mean, I would say seventy percent of the things that they're doing in there are can cause an, a back injury. Shit. It's flexion with a twist, flexion with a twist, flexion extension, flexion extension. Flexion, <laughs> flexion, a little bit of extension, you know. It, I don't do the big, big extension anymore, but it's just, you're, here's a good way to think of it to everybody. It's your back is similar to a wire coat hanger. What happens when you twist and bend a wire coat hanger? There's going to be a weak spot in that point. Yeah. And oftentimes that's also our hinge point. Or when we are sitting, if you look at someone's back, oftentimes you'll see a spinous process, the bump on your back, the dinosaur yeah. bump on your back poking towards you. That's usually the one that's hot or hurt. Um, or where it's starting. That's where they, it's where I have a hinge spot there. Crazy enough, oftentimes some people have so many of those in their back. It's their spine. And their spine, yeah. So the little dinosaur things that you see, the yeah, spinous yeah. processes. Some people have such a hinge and they, you know, and through exercising or whatever, that's the spot that always hits on a chair or when they sleep. So you'll actually see a discoloration in the skin. You can go right to it. Wow. I actually had an attorney once that uh, I showed him. I was like, this is, your back is going posterior. It's a, po you know, or yep. as Tom Myers would call that, that's actually an anteriorly tilted spine. Anyway. Like it's almost confusing. concave, like the yeah. So it's way. uh yeah, it's going away from so it's inflection. It's you it's like rounded. Your back is someone's back could be rounded all the time. Um, uh, but I I said look, this is you know this is why you had back pain before. This is why you have back pain now. The guy does I don't know how many. They get each. I mean the guy's in the position. Yeah. But he, <laughs> I said this is the spot right here where you're you know this is where your back is touching all the time. And. And he's, he's an attorney. So I saw him in yoga the next day. And he goes, you bruised my back? I was like, no, I did not. It's going to be there tomorrow. It's going to be there the next day. It's That's from constantly rubbing on those spinous processes. I was like, see, I'm going to run. There's no way. That, that's yeah. crazy that yeah. he sits that much. And so, that yeah, much. and it's, you know, it's... Uh, so the corrective exercises, I mean, bird dog... Mm -hmm. would I, bird I dog is one of them. But bird dog has... I've, I've oftentimes seen people come in with... Sorry to interrupt. No, <laughs> but it's common. Um, yeah, bird dog is you bird dog is great. But bird it's dog done has wrong. to yeah, but it's done wrong. It has to come from the shoulders and the hips. As soon as you move the spine, done. And then, then you're just going back into your shitty movement pattern. Yeah, no, no, no. It's yeah. okay. It's, 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 I have the E, so you're fine. Well, that's, that's true. And I remember learning that so vividly from you. Like your spine does not move during bird dogs. Yeah. So your tabletop nice right hand extends, left foot extends, mm -hmm. and. Jody and I laugh about bird dogs all the time. <laughs> that was like our first exercise. Oh, really? Yeah. And it took, <laughs> she'll, I'll tell you the story after. But right awesome. right hand, I know she's the best, right hand and left foot. And as soon as that spine changes, it's like you've Start already gotten out of it. And yeah. nobody does that. When you look at bird dogs, it's no, the cat Keep it cow. neutral. Yeah. 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 Keep it neutral. Well, what are they, you know, that's one of the things they do in yoga. Hand to, hand to knee, round through the spine, arch up. That's. Yeah. Teaching you how to move shitty. Sorry. No, no. Well, how do you... So what? when is twisting appropriate? When is doing those types of... You know, because I always hear twisting is... I don't know anything twisting about Twisting from flexion is super dangerous. But twisting in general is... Can, um, so, you stay, ahead, so you stay neutral and then twist from there? I twist from my shoulders. I, I, have, I keep this completely stable and Got I it. twist from side. So if you were to picture doing a squat... Yeah. And then you were to twist, a lot of people would take their elbow and put it on their hip, on the outside of their hip. I just stay up high and wrap my left arm around my back, my right arm on my shoulder, and I stretch my shoulders. I keep my shoulders mobile. I don't want flexible shoulders either. Uh, like too flexible, right? Um, you want to have them mobile, same thing with the back. You do not want a flexible back. Flexible back are some of the, are the bad worst. Arms. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that must be why gymnasts have, I mean, outside of just the demand, that yeah, makes sense they, why gymnasts have so many back issues. Yeah, it's usually after, yeah, oh my gosh. And they can, you know, the, those spinals, but they can have kissing vertebrae because of the back bends, and then they go into flexion. And uh, it's usually after retirement because they're not training as hard as they used to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. like, a, or they start lifting maybe too soon. 
and they're because they're strong. Yeah, yeah. They're not ready. Possibly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. do you disagree with backbends? Like any sort of that kind of? I movement? do. I mean, I do. I, I mean, what? It, the, I, I don't exactly know what that particular function is. When the hell are you ever going to need it? That's really and if you had it, I mean. I honestly don't know when you would ever pick anything up from the floor one vertebra at a time. Yeah. That's what they teach. Why yeah. would you roll back and I mean, I, I uh, maybe it opens up a certain chakra, but I don't know. Makes you a great person. I, I have no idea. I think it's more of like just a. Uh, it challenges party. you. It, yeah, and, and you know the, the yoga's great because of the meditation part, but some of the movements are pretty pretty rough, um, and injury mechanism problem mm. for sure. Uh, yeah, what I I don't see the point. Yeah, I, mean, I saw Cirque du Soleil. Uh-huh. On, it's insane. They have full time bodybuilders with them all the time. Oh, I they, yeah, yeah. they have to. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen somebody move. There was a guy yeah. that it was the Lucia, Lucia, uh-huh. and it was um he was just a contortionist. I just can't even imagine how his body feels. <laughs> I mean, and some people have different joint spaces. So yeah. there is, you know, there is um, some people are born differently. Yeah, I guess. And, and, but in the general public, you know, the, there's, you know, I studied with Stuart McGill and it's uh, evidence-based data of what the spine is you know, generally meant to do. There's ins and outs of those, but bell curve works. Okay. So outside yeah. of the general population, if someone is like, is there a baseline that you should have that maybe prevents those injuries for the spine? Or do you think, um, I'm just curious. Like, I think if they're... everybody worked from, you know, from neutral and then braced around neutral. I mean, was it like 85 to 90% of the population has back pain? So we've, we've been doing something wrong for a long time. Um, so I, I would say um, keeping the spine neutral and moving from spine neutral while it's braced. I need to move my back now. <laughs> I'm getting uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing yeah. everything wrong. You're sitting in Yeah, I yeah. am. So if they, have a, if they don't have a choice, where do they go? Where, how do they sit? Uh, do they try to get a lounge uh, chair? You, you know, you have to work into it. Sometimes yeah. it's um, might be standing desks have been helpful. That can cause other is you know that can cause other problems. But standing, the ideal thing, sit down, standing. I mean, I'm really people ask me because you know, I'm my job is pretty physical. You're all always, but I'm really lucky because I'm sitting down. I'm standing up. I'm on a knee. I'm moving around. I'm not running. You know, yeah. it's not a. It's not cardiovascular or anything, but as far as movement goes, it's a pretty demanding. A pretty th- well, demanding, but it's also I'm more more worried about the accountants and you know people crunching numbers, rounded over all the time. People on computers. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Which you know is, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about the where the job force will be in ten years. Everyone's it's all IT, it's all apps, it's all technology. Yeah, that's all computer based. Yeah, and so it's just kind of crazy to think and they, about. They have done a good job of the standing desks. Yeah, so, I've never actually tried to work. But it intuitively it makes sense and it's helped a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but the ideal thing would be to stand. I think they even make it desk. It changes. It changes and go up. And the thing would be to like zap every 10 minutes or so. <laughs> There's probably yeah. a thing that there does that. It's already um, well, outside of, so back, so back pain of being a big one, uh-huh. you mentioned two flexible shoulders, uh-huh. which I don't even know. I guess what that looks like, but obviously, like I know you see a lot of people right. with shoulder issues. Um, that was when I first initially went to you, yeah, um, because I just, you know, did everything wrong in CrossFit yeah. when I first started. I just went all out. <laughs> so they, they have a much better, to, in my opinion, they have a much better functional movement. But, you know, that that style of exercise is much better functional. But as far as um. Well, yes. I mean, it's real life. It's deadlifting. Yeah. It's moving. Yeah, I mean, you're going to pick things up. You're going to, you know, you need strong glutes. Yep. You need strong legs. You, know? um, you don't necessarily need to be able to. You know. Anyway, <laughs> we always take it to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but but no. Um, but uh, flexible shoulders. It's I've seen when, when shoulders are too flexible. Yeah, I don't see that as often. So most, uh-huh. it's just. Tightness. Tightness. Yeah. Tightness from working it out. And that can be too, so if I, if you look at the body as a spring, someone looks at the body as a spring, it's, you can be too coiled or you can be too sprung. You want to be somewhere in the middle. Same thing with your fascia. Your fascia doesn't need to be too taut. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't need to be too loose. You know, the both, both ends of the spectrum. I 
it's just there. Um, so it's flexible shoulders. I mean, I'm all about mobility, not flexibility. So what uh-huh. about with most clients that you see? Because uh-huh. I have so many people with shoulder issues, uh-huh. uh, or at least especially mm-hmm. in my next in my challenge, like uh-huh. that hurt, I can't do that. I have a shoulder injury. Gotcha. I just see that that's kind of the biggest modification that I give. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, if someone has a hurt shoulder, if it hurts, don't do it. Right. But it's so frustrating because the shoulder is used for everything. Yeah. Well, and it's it's, it's far, you know it's a poorly evolved joint. It's um. Whereas the hip is, um, so it's, it's hard to, you know, to not be unstable. They haven't quite figured out shoulder surgery, you know, what I've heard, they haven't quite figured out shoulder surgery, like shoulder replacement. They can replace your hip, your, your knee. People can Quickly. be up in two seconds. Yeah. yeah. Shoulders are tough because it's a, the, the hip socket shoots way in there. It's like a, uh, uh, like a spoon inside of a coffee mug. Yeah. Um, or a mortar and pestle thing, but, yep. but it's actually the, the pestle or whatever the, fat looking thing is is inside of a coffee mug whereas a shoulder is that inside of a spoon so it just there's no and muscle surrounding where the the hip joint is when you go to the is dissection there? you can pull the femur out and actually there's a ah! loud thing happening is that shoulder. the labrum I, they they have to break a ligament and the labrum the labrum looks like a washer because that's it's just inside remember, there. Right? Remember when I popped oh, yeah. it? Yeah. You were like, that there's positive. No- oh, yeah, that was so bad. I, my, uh, guys, I broke. That was my first positive labral. Uh, we were like yeah. so hopeful that yeah. it wasn't. But yeah. it, as soon as it made that click, yeah, you're it, like, yeah, uh-oh. Kept clicking. <laughs> this is definitely it was awesome. Like, yes. Finally. Like, <laughs> an answer. Yeah. yeah. So that was crazy because my, my hip labrum, which thank God it was my shoulder labrum because yeah. I feel like that's just a whole different Tough, story. Right? Because that's eventually surgery, right? Because you're still you still have that mortar pestle thing, whatever the bat looking thing yeah. is inside of the. So these can go, you know, a labral tear in the hip goes a lot longer because it's more stable. Yeah, uh, you know, instead of a being the mortar pestle thing, whatever that is, inside of a tablespoon. Yeah, and so with shoulder injuries, I mean, this is where I feel like yeah. the body work is so key because mm. you. You were the first person ever uh-huh. where, for me, before I met you, buying a massage, even though that's not what you do, and I feel like that's, like, demeaning, <laughs> but when I was, like, I'm getting a massage, it ne- it was always a luxury, uh-huh. and then I saw you, and I was, like, this is a necessity. Yeah. This just went from, like, what people think is, like, oh, this is nice, I'm going to relax, to, like, my body needs this, and there's something, like, you know, I love lacrosse balls, I, yeah, have, yeah. I sell them, like, there's mm-hmm. just a lot to be said about learning how to manipulate your own body, sure. but I don't know. I would love to like this in-person thing that people forget about sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Like touch, you can't replace that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming there is a evolutionary reason why uh, a lacrosse ball is great, but it's maybe not as effective. Like, evolutionary reason like that we need touch. Yeah. That we need human interaction. That we need, um, you know, to bond with other, you know, other you know, people of our, uh, you know, that are out there. And so I, I feel like the lacrosse ball is fantastic, but the, you know, the hands-on work and the intuitive. And I think it's because you also you shut off your motor. You know, a lot of times you shut off the motor you know, part of your nervous system. You can just be sensory instead of rolling on the lacrosse ball. You have to use motor. And granted, you do have to use motor sometimes with some of the techniques that I do, but it's, I think it's less, um, but, but lacrosse ball is awesome, you know, in a And pinch. talk about cupping, because um, you recently got into cupping. Yeah, I got into cupping a year ago. Uh, I, my practice is out of a, um, it's in a, an acupuncture school, so I saw it all the time, so I'm, I'm familiar with, with Chinese, you know, the, some of the techniques of Chinese, I'm certainly not an acupuncturist, but. Uh, I when when I see acupuncturists do it, when they do it, it's they have a whole to me it, it's a whole different um, goal that I don't even pretend to stand in my lane. I have no idea what their goal is, but what I've seen it do for my practice is actually give slack and actually put it on the shoulder, move it around. So you have to be careful because those things, you know, I, you have to be careful. <laughs> but if you move it, you know, you, you hook into a certain joint. This is where. If, when you go to the dissection in February, you're going to be able to say, I, this is where I want to put it because why would I put it, you know, why, I want to put it lower down on the arm because that's where the joint space is for, you know, to put that cup there to give it more motion. Yeah. Uh, so it gives it slack. That's what I've seen. Uh, 
the cups do. Um, but they're intense and they leave marks. Yeah, lots of bruising. <laughs> Dinosaur back or weasel yeah. back or something. It's, but then, you know, Michael Phelps made it cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's what... I, and he was... The thing, I think that's really cool about that, you notice he did that in between, right? And he was also competing. Yeah. It's not a sedating kind of feel. Whereas massage can... It can knock you out. Yeah. And for a couple of days even. So he was getting that and that... It, it's more of a... It lights up the nervous system a bit, rather than sedating. Or dry, is that what dry needling does too? Um, you know, not sure. It's, it would sedate it. Oh yeah. That, okay. um, I mean, sorry, all the dry needles out there, but it's great, but it sedates, yeah. It sedates. Okay. So something for, um, I think dry needling is great. It's, um, it's, it definitely sedates it. Got it. It's that's not something you want to do before, that's what Michael Phelps was doing it while he was competing. He might've been doing it before, but he was doing that, not Getting long, because that's stuff hanging in there. I I leave your office and I pass out. You wiped out. I'm yeah. so I'm trashed. And even the next day, is this true? Like the next day, the workout is so horrible. Well, because you, it's you know, it's just and people's nervous systems change. Your your, your nervous system is like ching, 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 all the time. I mean, it's it makes yeah. you angry. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's so that when when I put a sedating type of pressure on or sedating style, you know, the heat and, uh, you know, the deeper pressure that's, um, that's exposing pain instead of imposing, you know, that, that will knock you out. I've seen you on Facebook oh posts after. God. Like, that's why when I tell people, okay, if you're going to have an event, you need to come in like three days ahead, yeah. two to three days ahead. How um, can you tell? Because you'll be zapped out. It, it sedates. And it's you- a full body sedation. And you're really good at this that I've never experienced before where you're like, you're not finished yet. Like you oh, go yeah. through a long session, but it's not quite like where the body, how do you tell if a body is like in a good place oh. when you're, when you have touch or whatever it is? Always, is that something you can describe? Yeah. It, it, and it's, uh, I always do this uh, move where I really, really gently, somebody's laying face down, I really, really gently run my hands across their traps. The traps will actually start moving with my, it's like, their body is doing it for you. It's and and if it doesn't happen, then they need to come back. And sometimes it's just you know I can't get through the layers enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I and it's that's more of a, a lot of that is a, uh, a very strong work ethic of mine because someone told me once that a, a clear conscious is the softest pillow. So if I don't feel finished, then I'm gonna say you know mm-hmm. I don't feel like that that um, you know that it's gonna take another session or it's not you know they're not exactly. Uh, I don't feel like they're like I didn't know I got to their problem area because I was working on another problem area. Um, yeah. So, but that that trap all... move is that trap move is is money. So heavy pressure sedates and light excites. For instance, it's kind of light pressure, but it's like a tugging pressure on the the cups. Uh-huh. Really light pressure, but it's a dip down and that's on that kind of pressure. Um, but it, but the lighter pressure actually excites the nervous system, whereas the deep sedates. So here, why? Because I would do a you know ninety minute session (laughs) of sedation, yeah, and with the heat sedates too. Okay, Um, but the cupping is a good way to like stay in the game. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, and and, you know um, spot stuff. You know, it doesn't. You know, even if if someone were to come in and they had an event the next day, I'd only work on for an hour, Mm -hmm. and it'd be I'd be really careful about you know depending on the event, obviously, but I'd be really careful about sedating it too much. Talk to me. Oh, this yeah. is something that I talk, think about a lot because you're the only person that had found this. But this right here, <laughs> when you find those really, really tender points, uh-huh. why does this hurt so badly on me? Um, so I'm, I'm pointing, I guess, the base of my that, skull. Yeah, it's called the occipitals. Yeah, The occipitals. They look like little tiny pizza slices. I yeah, I feel them all the time yeah. and I'm like, oh no, because when you, they're really tender, you always are like, oh God. Have you been reading a lot or computering yeah. a lot? Yeah. So it's... Similar to the thing that could, that might happen to your uh, uh, to your, to somebody's low back when you're reading a lot, your head is down. Those muscles oftentimes get their um, their extensors of the neck, so they do this. Oh, so if you're balls. doing this, wall balls could do it. Wall balls could do it. Squats could do it. Huh. Anytime you're looking up toward the ceiling, you're engaging those. Now I will say, I've been doing this long enough. Oftentimes, if it's chronic, it's an overstretch muscle. Not overstretch, but over it's used as a, it's not really, that muscle's being used for protection in a sense, rather than for what it's supposed to be. So if you're, say you're doing a, a wall ball and you're looking up, 
they could get sore that way, but usually if it's chronic, it's because you wake up, we wake up in the morning, we read our paper, and then we go to our phone, and then we go to our computer, and it's looking down, so it's stressed. So if you take your finger, your index finger, and you pull it back, yeah. that top side of your finger, that's the tightness that usually people feel. Well, guess what? That's being stretched. Yeah. It's that constant stretch that will oftentimes cause a tightness, eccentric loading rather than concentric loading. Got so it. the convexity is usually the side that hurts, not the concavity. Whoa. Okay, wait. Yeah. What, does say that? I don't know. what does that mean? The convexity uh, is what hurts? Uh, yeah. So say, say if you just round over and you're tying your shoes. Yeah. You're, the low back at that moment is a convexity. Okay. The concavity is here. Abdominals. So if you were looking at the, the abdominals are concave. So they're short. Got it. Now you'll feel the tightness in your back because they're bracing. That's a mechanism that we have to say, hey, let's let's protect these joints. So, so the tightness is a protective thing. So and if it's a chronic problem, sorry. No, I'm interrupting. If it's a chronic, um, chronic flexion, chronic, um, yeah, chronic flexion, you hyperextend the knees sometimes, the knees will hurt. Uh, it's a chronic or, or oftentimes I see this. Well, I don't know if this will work. But it will work, but it's, I don't know. If it it, it's, it's possible to explain. But the, you, what I see is usually the overstretched muscle is the one that hurts. And so it's the one that's holding on. So we have that stretch reflex for a reason. Yeah. We go, we can, now we're humans. We can also do a lot of stuff that's, you know, that we shouldn't be doing. But, but, but if it's, what that stretch sensation is saying, we're about to, we need to protect the joints. Now, Randy, you go to yoga, you blow through that thing all day because it does give you this like little nugget of endorphins. Yeah. yeah. Gives you a little, and it's, and it's like a drug. So someone might come in with, uh, someone might go to yoga and the only time their back feels better is right after yoga and then 20 minutes, or during yoga, and then 20 minutes later, they fall apart. Because they've been stretching it. They, if they're getting that little drug, yeah. oh shit, I need to go back and get more. Give me my fix. Give me my fix. And the fix is the stretching. So that might, when you said the concavity, <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 that's perfect. Because all I'm visualizing is when you do stones, uh -huh. I know that this obviously is not uh -huh. the most safe thing to do, but, no, 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 so, but like, always be that's why it's stable because you're curved, but you're bracing because you're holding that stone. I, so like those might giant make you, stone balls, you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the way the, those stone balls are awesome. You know why? Okay. Because it takes the shear, it takes the shearing force away. The further you go away from your body, the more shearing force goes on. So when you put that the right against you, right against you, that's not that. I mean, I'm mechanically, it's not that bad for the back. Um, oh, I mean, it's it could be worse. If you were trying to hold it out in front of you, yeah, that'd be that's, which that's is trouble. what people are trying, like yeah. the zercher squats or something. Yeah, and uh, uh, Stuart Gill talked about it where he's seen he works with strongman competitors. Oh, um, yeah, and he says that what they he sees those guys do is they actually scatter. They Huge. pick it up with their pecs. That's what helps it to stabilize it. But but the closer I just moved recently. Again, it's But anyway, we had to move. Every the best thing you can do if you're gonna pick up a load, wear the nastiest shirt you have because it should get right. really keep it as close to you as possible. Oh. The further you go away, the more susceptible to back pain. And then that turns into when you open a door, your back hurts. Huh. Yeah. What about so talk to me about because I what do you think of reverse hypers? Um, is reverse is that a, like a hyperlordotic curve? So it's this. Oh, I heard someone brought this up. Louis Simmons. I'm going to yeah. just Google this video because I really want to know because um, Simmons reverse hyper. It's and I'll send you a video too if this is better. But it basically is. Let me see this video. I'll plug this video, guys, for you guys to see. Um, Okay, so you get onto the reverse hyper, Louis Simmons. Is that Louis there? Yep. And this is his gym in Ohio. So you grab on. There's weight here, but you can usually start with. That's a, a big shearing load, is what I would. Say. I mean. So then it it talks about how what they say. Guess is what? She's doing a forward folded. Yeah. <clears throat> if she doesn't have a discogenic problem or a flexion problem, what most people have. Look, what, she's actually doing a butt weight right there. On the, yeah, so there's on the so many safer ways to do that. Bird okay. dog is safer to do that. Okay. Um, good mornings. That's not really a good morning. That's yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's possibly, she's looking like she's doing a lot. But every time she comes lower, she's doing a butt wig. So just yeah. fix correction. If you can make sure. I would, if I were going to do something like that, which there's plenty of other things to do, but if I were going to do something like that, uh, I would maybe keep it at about here to here. I would yeah. never, I would never come to full extension, never come to full extension. Sure, shit, not come down all the way into flexion with her leg, her hip flexion like that. Okay. Because then she's taking her spine and she's she's gapping it. She's stretching those ligaments. Or you just keep her um, legs up to there and just lift up. I would never go down that far. Use that kind of momentum. Okay. Yeah. I'm very curious. And then yeah. do, what, what do you think of Jefferson curls? So what is this one? So Jefferson curls are, you're going to hate it. But I, I feel like. Well, she like, can do that with no weight, but then just keep yeah. it up high. You know? mm-hmm. I mean. So this is Jefferson curls. And this is a really, really, really slow movement. Some this is what gymnastics bodies. I found this on gymnastics bodies. So uh, Wade and I got kind of into these. And it's I think it's a very specific type of client, but I think that it's a I don't no, know. It's t- okay, so imagine the dinosaur the dinosaur um, spine sticking out of the back. Yeah. So you're gapping those spines. So I feel like it's only good for people that have a healthy back to keep well, it's going to lead to a bad back. Okay, yeah. so you're not into it. Uh, I, mean, I just am curious about your... No way. <laughs> That's I basically do. doing a yoga forward fold extension. With weight. With weight. Yeah. I mean... Okay. I'm just... What yeah, part I'm of that is functional? I don't know. The yeah. thing that I saw is almost... No, no, It's like almost strengthening your back in the opposite way. And I, I'm just playing devil's advocate for me because it's almost like I'm, I am constantly... But it's on load. Okay, yeah. so that, that spine is loaded first, mm-hmm. and then you're lifting it back up. Oftentimes, the way you uh, say a, your, somebody's Achilles tendon blows, it's because it's all the way lengthened, and then they go to engage it, and that's how it pops. That's what that would lead to. And uh, that's a, uh, a movement that's I, – I, that is we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. When do you pick something up from the ground and it fold have. it back up? Should, it's, that's a lot of compressive load. Holy cow. I know. Well, yeah, I'll send you I recently had a client that came in. This is, must have been what she was talking about. And she's been in pain for a long, oh, long shit, time. Really? And I was like, well, who made that up? But, you know. Yeah, people. And they can, if someone can tell me why, I, I can tell you why. Well, let me, I'll yeah. send some stuff that I found yeah. just on it. Because I, you know, I'm always looking at, okay, if someone does have a chronic back issue, uh-huh. how do we prevent it outside of bird dog? And I've, oh, so yeah. many people post about the reverse hyper, but I think it's more if you're constantly lifting heavy weight. So, this Maybe. is my theory with CrossFitters uh-huh. is that we're constantly in this compression CNS overload. Uh-huh. And so anything that can pull down our spine and decompress seems in my mind yeah. like a safe thing. But I also think you should just hang upside down or just do that inversion tables. Yeah. yeah, that's another, I guess. Yeah. Um, honestly, that doesn't really, I guess it's a very, it doesn't really decompress the spine. Decompressing the spine would be taking your feet and your head and decompressing that's putting a spine in flexion. Yeah. Strong yeah. flexion. So th- there was an example of concave and convex. Yeah. The pain that, that happens is from the, from the, that guy might be able to, the pain that happens is usually the side that's stretch. And just, like how people pop Achilles tendon, it's all the way on stretch and, they, and then they engage it. Okay. Well, that's all the way on stretch and then you're engaging it. And then it goes, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, I, uh, I had to ask because I was like, I need to mention. Good mornings are great. Guess what? Good mornings means are bad. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's kind of like that. I love um, good mornings. Yeah. Good mornings. Waking awesome. up, like you feel your hamstrings. Yeah. It's just like such a good yeah. way to. I think it's a fun name too. I don't know yeah. why we named it that way, but <laughs> good morning. Um, well, this is awesome. I'm trying to think if there's anything that you know that you see all the time that I know people would really be excited to learn about or hear about. Um, I would say you know, the anatomy trains. Is, that's where things are going. Everything is connected. Yeah. Um, Do you think, can you, this is the last thing, like, you know how big I am with nutrition. Uh Do you feel like you can tell with somebody, I know you can tell their hydration level, Uh can't you? Yeah. Sometimes with their skin, sometimes they'll surprise you. Yeah. It's, that has to do a little bit with fascia sometimes too, because if there's a thickness in the fascia, it can't hydrate as much in those areas. Um, but can I tell? Yeah. If somebody's like, can you tell if someone's eating a good diet based on their, or is that something? I think so. Yeah. You know, you can tell. I can't tell you what's always. I can tell you what's always not. Yeah. You know, it's it feels like beef jerky. Somebody's. I mean, 
they're they feel they feel dry. There's not a lot of movement. Yeah. These are the kind of people that um, probably are in a desk a lot. And people who are like you know people do manual labor stuff much more movement. Um, but they feel like yeah, like beef jerky. So someone comes in, like say when I'm not finished, if I can't get them to feel or say it's a frozen chicken breast, they come in, they feel like a frozen chicken breast. <laughs> if I can't get them to be pretty thought, you know, I mean, like, uh, in the feeling of their muscle, frozen ones. Um, but yeah, you can, you, you, you can, can tell. tell. Yeah. Somebody's eating. Oh yeah. You definitely tell somebody's eating. Remember when you thought I was pregnant? <laughs> you terrified me. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Emma, I think oh, you're pregnant. Yeah. Just, your skin fell a certain way. Yeah, well, well. And it could have been, it might have been a, a menstrual cycle. Too. Oh, maybe. Possibly. Is it you just felt you different. Can feel that? Well, the, you can really feel it on pregnant. Oh, it's. <laughs> like so when the you, skin? Oh, man. It's, well, I, they have extra blood, I guess, in the body, and they're starting to get the hormones and stuff. But you can tell pretty early, too, because the blood, I think, doubles really quickly. So you imagine there's more blood in there. It kind of feels yeah. like it would feel good. I don't feel good, but it so, feels like it would feel good. Yeah. I, I, here's a crazy thing because I, it would be, say, Say for instance, well, I have a client that's a she's a, she works out a lot. She's in really good shape, and she takes a while to work on. Like one of these ones, is like are you gonna have to get two? Because this is I'm not yeah, done. I need to sleep at night. Um, um, so then she got pregnant, and I was like, oh, what you Because it was it's so, so easy, easy to work. On. Oh my god, it was so easy to work. On. You know, you can, I wonder what because you feel. You know, as you work on a muscle, it softens up. And then you're like, okay, I'm done there. I move on to the next part, another part of the muscle. Maybe that's a little tired there. Okay, yeah. now I'll move on. That's all from you know, decades of experience, but it's but it's everybody can feel it. Yeah. So when you feel someone who you don't even have to, you could just work on the bottom of their leg for like thirty seconds because it's so, you know, uh, kind of like something. malleable. Yeah, malleable. It feels like it would feel good to them, and sometimes they do. Feel, they feel uh, like their joints are a little more mobile, uh -huh. and uh, but oh man, Is that and then, the speed and, like. Now? Pregnant ladies' feet grow? Uh, probably. Well, the extra weight, probably. With, yeah. with with all the extra, like, too much. Well, not too much, but more mobility. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense, then. Because yeah, I thought that weight, was, like, yeah. bizarre when yeah. I heard that happened. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because they get, I mean, it, it's, it's really neat. Because, you know, see clients, you know, before they, you know, before they're pregnant. And, and to see the difference is really, really cool. Huh. Yeah. Really? It's like you're awesome. working on, um, like baby powder, like their skin is full. Of, like their tissues are baby powder. That's it's really fascinating. Neat. Our bodies are crazy. Yeah, but everybody can feel that. Yeah. yeah. People don't trust their, you know, intuition. You know, body workers or, or whoever it is, but they'll you can you can fine tune your hands to be like super specific, but but it's it's a it's a palpable difference. But huh. much. Man, we gotta get a session soon. <laughs> Gosh, it's like it's been days. it's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I won't have anything planned. Um, Mark, do you know what your spirit animal is? Um, Willie Nelson. <laughs> His dog. <laughs> your golden doodle. Yeah. He's a pretty rat. He's a pretty is that animal. your spirit animal? I mean, it totally uh, can be. I mean, sometimes I look at Griff and I'm like, we are the same person because he's like, lovey yeah. when he wants to be, yeah. but has to be stubborn and has to do it on his terms. So, That's I mean, awesome. it could be. I guess... <laughs> Yeah, Willie Nelson. Okay, cool. I'm gonna let you borrow my book yeah. so you can find figure out which one it is. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're some sort of. I think you're some sort of sea creature. Yeah. Because yeah, you're I'm an ocean a, person. You've uh, traveled. You've been all around the world. Yeah, surf a lot. Maybe. You were born where in Dubai? I was born in Germany, but Germany. I, then I grew up in Saudi Arabia, and then I moved to Northwest Florida, college in Alabama, Indiana, here. You have a beautiful, On my way to California. You have a beautiful French wife. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for so we'll coming. So we should be going to, uh, it'll be, we should be going to Paris on January. So February, I'll be in the, okay. the dissection. Okay, cool. I'll book yeah. that. I marked it off on my calendar, yeah. so I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping it's it a, works. It's a, it's, a, it's a game changer. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Where where can they get in a hold of you? I know um, Rachel redid your website recently. Yes, yeah, she did. What's She's your awesome. website? Uh, she is awesome. Um, uh, uh, website is markdrobnik.com. It's Mark with a C, D-R-O-B-N-I-C-K. I'll link it. .com. I'll link yeah. it. And then any, I mean, outside of, you're going to have an ebook, uh -huh. which is awesome. Yeah. Because anyone that's artist. not in Denver, I feel bad. It's like I'm so selfish because you're well, here. Well, you know, I was looking in 
New York and LA and Boston a lot. So, so yeah. I haven't been there. It's, just, it's become too much. But but maybe some trips. So some trips, yeah. I can certainly. Yeah, oh. I've been I've been brought out there to places to work on people before. So you're like magic magic hands. You're a magic well, worker. I always say when I hear that because the mountain bike team called me that too. They sponsor a women's mountain bike team. The Yeti. The Yeti Betties. Yeti yeah. Betties. So and I've, I've worked with those girls for years, and they started calling me magic hands. And then I said, well, gosh, I wish I could get all this money I paid back for all this schooling. If I had magic hands, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> She would have told me that a long time ago. It's like four years in working on the club of magic. It's a good name for you. Yeah. You're good at what you do. Yeah. Well, if you think of anything to add in, I'm going to, you know, obviously have some stuff in the script. So mm-hmm. if you think of good articles, I would love to, we'll have to video, if you have video or something of yeah. those bird dogs and correct. Well, that's all, those are all coming. Okay, good. Yeah, so yeah. then we'll just hold off and yeah. make sure. And as soon as it's ready, we'll yeah. send them your way. Cool. Yay. Thank you, Mark. Mm-hmm. I'll see you guys next week or this is talk cool to you fun. next week. <laughs> Bye.